Seattle hockey fans, welcome to this very special live edition of Locked On, the NHL trade deadline, of course, hosted by me, your host of Locked On Kraken. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, I want to give a shout out to. Um, a composer by the name of Bad Snacks. Check her out on YouTube. Gave us a little intro music. But of course, I'm going to be talking about the trade deadline. We had lots of moves for the Seattle Kraken, as we as we kind of knew there would be. We also know that there are lots of feelings about these moves, and I'm going to break it down. Did we win? Did we lose? What did we get in return? What does this mean for this season and beyond? We're going to talk about it coming up on Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. All right, again, Kraken fans, if you're tuning in live, thank you so much. You can let me know in the chat. Where are you tuning in from? Uh, Ron Francis swimming in a Scrooge McDuck-style vault pool full of draft pick certificates. Yes, we have all of the draft picks, but Ron Francis talked to Seattle Kraken Media, some amazing beat writers we have there, of course, and addressed that. Now, I don't know how much he'll be able to swim. (laughs) I love this. In that Scrooge McDuck-sized pool of draft picks, Uh, at least the idea is that he won't be able to do that very longer, which is exactly what I mentioned when we did our locked on predictions, biggest moves, um, talked about wanting to get money, 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 money. Um, he got a lot of picks too, which is second best to money. And I'm going to explain exactly why, but what else did I say? When we did our predictions for the Locked On Network, well, it was an easy thing to say because everyone, including the guy himself, knew it was coming. Gio, Mark Giordano. Oh, let me go back. Mark Giordano, officially not a member of the Seattle Kraken, so the Seattle Kraken officially do not have a captain anymore. Now, we knew this was happening, right? Absolutely knew it was happening. It was just a matter of of what team we were going to send Geo to. But what we didn't know is that it was going to, he's going to take Colin with him, Colin Blackwell. Now I've talked about Colin on the show before he joined the team late in the start to the season. I should say did not attend training camp, came over from the Rangers, had an injury 
And then I think he was starting to make some progress. Colin Blackwell was on a streak here at the end. Now, what does that mean, given that the team is obviously not in playoff contention? I don't know, but I liked his energy. I'm all about the energy, folks. You know it. You know it if you listen to Locked On or you watch Locked On Kraken. I love this guy's energy. So it was a little bit tough to see him go, but um, oh, that's we'll get to that. Sorry. Jump the gun a little bit. Here, here we go. So Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell going to Toronto. Now, uh, Ron Francis, as I mentioned, spoke to media. The audio was not great. I was going to play. I'm still going to play some of the clips. I just want you to know that the audio and video, for whatever reason, not great for Ron, Ronnie Francis. I'll also make sure you have the link so you can check it out on your own. But I'm going to let you know early on it was not great. Um, so here's, here's what we get. A 2022 second round pick, a 2023 second round pick, 2024 third round pick. Now this is following. Remember, we already traded Yarn Croak, so that's what got things going. <clears throat> I I don't like Blackwell going, but um, you know, this is the Scrooge McDuck pool of picks starts here. Um, yes, exactly. I was hoping. They kept Blackwell and Appleton. We'll get to Appleton in a minute. Uh, they would have been good for the team moving forward. I definitely feel that way about Blackwell. Me personally, I am not as sold on Mason Appleton. It's not, I'm, I guess, indifferent at best is the, probably the way I should put it. Um, but we're going to get to that. But let's go back again to these picks because this is going to become extremely important. So we already saw in the Cali Yarncroak deal, I talked about that, I guess, last week, that you started seeing Seattle pick up on these deals. Um, and the same thing they do once again for uh, what ends up being both Colin Blackwell and Mark Giordano. Um Hard to say value here. I think getting three picks for two guys, one we knew was out the door, and that's more of a money thing. Colin Blackwell, mm, mm, mm. but more on this, because it's hard to obviously rate this trade right now, but I think it will come into play. So, all right, that's who we got. Then next we had the JoJo trade. So... Marcus Johansson, he goes bye-bye. Did oh I got it wrong again? I <laughs> forgive me. We're doing this live. Um, did I even put it up here? I don't even see it. There it goes. Okay, finally got it. <laughs> My bad, everyone. You got to deal with me as I'm doing this live. Uh, I basically showed you everything that we're going to be talking about. Um, okay, so this, so we got a player this time. This is Johansson goes back to the Caps. Daniel Sprung. And then a 2022 fourth rounder, a 23 sixth rounder. So these are a little bit deeper. Um, it's a little tough again. Probably why they threw in a player here, I would imagine. Daniel Sprung. Now, will be someone who is offensive-minded. Talk to media today uh, over at the Seattle Kraken about how that's what he wants to be known for. Felt that he fell a little bit short of that this season. Um but, um, you know, I think he's a guy that we're hoping will, will, you know, get something done offensively. Now, what I don't like about this, what I absolutely don't like about this, and for those, again, who listen to the show, you know that I am big on 
defense. Sprung is he's not he's not giving it. He's not giving us defense. Oh, sorry. Uh, he's not giving us defense, folks. Um, I'm not thrilled about that. Um, I'm just not thrilled about that. But um, here are some quick, quick facts. He told 14 points, eight goals, and six to six, six assists. Excuse me, in 47 games for the Capitals before being acquired by the Kraken. 63 points in 186 regular season games between the Penguins, the Anaheim Ducks, and the Washington Capitals. He talked about knowing some of the guys over um, with Pittsburgh um, from when he was there. So, um, you know, that's something to keep in mind. He's got some familiarity with Tanev. He's got some familiarity with, um, you know, he mentioned McCann. He's got some familiarity there. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it's uh, it's tough, though. Here we go. Um, it's tough because he just doesn't a lot defensively. And why does that matter for me? It matters because the Seattle Kraken are not great defensively. I don't know. How I'm, I'm going to say it till I'm blue in the face, but um, this is not a great defensive team, folks. It's not a great defensive team. that will play great team defense. I'm very befuddled by how we're at the top of defensive numbers, which again is basically like we play good defense when we play defense, but when we don't play defense, we're not good at defense or when defense is compromised in any way, shape or form. And is not exactly what the true definition of defense is. And we're not any good at defense. What? How? What? I just don't even know how that's a stat. Obviously I'm being a little bit extra, but like that's my interpretation of, of basically those stats, those defensive stats where the Seattle Kraken are at the top, because there's no way like, no, no, it's not a great defensive team. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So I don't love that. One of the few players that we did get um, in a draft, not just a draft pick, which obviously will be to be determined. So we're going to end it there because I have to give a little bit of a sponsor, not like the whole show, but the first segment we're going to end there. We'll get into some of the other, um, we're going to get into some of the other trades. And I see that we have a few more comments. Thanks so much as always for tuning in to Locked on Kraken. Right now, though, let me tell you about Athletic Greens. And I can truly tell you, this is um, from earlier today, I've been trying out this Athletic Greens. I've been talking on the podcast about getting my morning routine down. And this is something that I got eight ounces of water. I put in the powder, shake it up, and that's how I get started every day. But what am I getting every day? This is something that's lifestyle friendly. It contains less than... A gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial taste. There's almost like a little sweet taste. It's like, um, it almost tastes like an agave kind of situation there, but it's a multivitamin that you get and you just mix it with water and you're good to go. Um, it's a small micro habit with big benefits. It comes, uh, if you get a subscription, it comes with a year supply of also vitamin D, which is very important. I was in Florida got some vitamin D the natural way. That is D, right? Yeah. C is citrus. <laughs> D or is it vitamin? I don't know. It's one of the vitamins. I think it's vitamin D, right? Sun. I don't know. I'm a mess. Don't, don't just ignore. Um, okay. And this also costs less than $3 a day. So if you want to invest in your health, athletic greens is one way to go for sure. So right now it's time for you to reclaim your health and 
arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. I actually think we're more going into like allergy season, which I guess could become flu and cold season or sinus season, like sinus infection season. Not fun. Not fun. If you're in Tennessee, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a one-year free supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. I use the travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate, the ultimate daily nutritional insurance so much fun and now you know that i don't know the difference between my vitamins um but we're gonna work on it (laughs) okay let's get back to some comments here so we're talking obviously about the trade deadline which has passed all right my first thought on the trading pool of picks is to get prospects players sooner is if other teams know you have too many picks You have to move them. They aren't obligated to give you a good deal. This is interesting because I do think stockpiling on picks is definitely a strategy that Ron Francis hopes will open things up. Um, And I also think that, you know, he's when he spoke to the media, he talked a lot about draft capital. He talked a lot about retaining salary. So, The Seattle Kraken, and I've talked about it throughout the show, throughout the season, they're pretty good salary cap-wise, but they could always be better. Um, When you think of draft capital, you want to think about teams that are in a variety of different positions. Um, And this just gives a little more flexibility. Some of the retaining of salary gives also more flexibility on the hard, cold cash number, which I think is critically important. So... um, I don't know yet. We don't know yet whether this is going to be advantageous or not. But what we do know is that Ron Francis had to play some games that the Las Vegas Golden Knights and quite honestly, a lot of other expansion teams have not had to play. So he's going up against an expansion draft that happened, you know, within just a handful of years that, excuse me, is not what we've seen in other expansion teams so the comparison is very much there but then also general managers as he's talked about over and over and over again they're just getting wise and getting hip so what I like is that there's some flexibility here I don't know if it's tipped too far one way or the other just yet but we shall see indeed indeed we shall um Again, hard for me right now to put a pin in saying that this was good or this was not, Um, but this is another thing. And actually, Ron Francis was asked about this. Again, I was hoping to play more of this clip. I got to be honest, not very much, not very Seattle Kraken-esque, if you will, not great quality, Uh, more locked on Kraken-esque because sometimes... I give questionable videos when I'm on the road, but that's besides the point. I like making fun of myself. Check out the video. Not great audio to begin with. Got to be honest, but yes, Ron Francis talks about this. Obviously he can't talk about it in any specifics because that would be tampering. Once he gave up the rights to certain players, he can't talk about if they're trying to cycle them back. So what has Dave Haxtell been talking about? What has Ron Francis been talking about? Sending these guys to contenders. All right. So again, we say goodbye to Colin Blackwell.
We say goodbye to Jill. We say goodbye to Jojo. I almost feel like <laughs> this is a very uh, Hunger Games feel to it. I didn't mean to do that. I don't know. I'm being so dramatic. Mason Appleton, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, you know, Jojo, Jeremy Lazon, goodbye. Um, again, here are some of the, hold on, let me get this out of the way. Skadoosh. Um, this is a pretty straight up trade. Mason Appleton going back to Winnipeg, a fourth rounder. So again, we're starting to play with some of the uh, going in a little bit deeper. Now the 2023 draft though, a lot of people are circling the 2023 draft as something to watch. Um, so I don't know if a fourth rounder is necessarily going to be where you want to be, but that's what we got. Uh, Jeremy Lazan, Second round pick in this upcoming draft, Jeremy Lazan. A lot of people think that the Preds maybe gave up too much for Jeremy Lazan. I did give a little bit of a quote to Ann Kimmel, our good friend over at uh, Locked on Preds. I haven't been impressed with Jeremy. I just haven't. Shan, I know I talked about Shan. I kind of ripped into him the other night. Um I'm not I'm not feeling it. So is this a fair trade? Did did Seattle maybe get the better end of it? We shall see. That is the name of the game. We shall see. Um okay. So whether they sign Again, is to be determined. Obviously, the Seattle Kraken cannot talk about that. We obviously can talk about that. Okay, from these guys, who would I want back? First name, Blackwell. Yes. Johansson and Yarncrook probably also as well. Um, I don't know. That's, I don't know. That That's that's probably about it for me. Um <laughs> Hunger Games, wasn't it? I was like so dramatic. All I needed was like the like the cannon sound. Um, I don't know. I don't. I I think uh, I've talked about Callie and Johansson in particular. I like that they're two way players, two way grit and grind players. This is a team that has struggled to be disciplined defensively, and everyone is saying, and by everyone I mean Ron Francis and Dave Haxtell. Um, and I think they're right. This is a team that fights regardless of what the situation is. You know, we want to go <laughs> Hunger Games style. Sometimes it's off to the slaughterhouse for this Seattle Kraken team. But they show up. They show up. Now, they make a lot of mistakes. Um, but I don't think that they ever pack it in. I know Haxtell's been asked about that a bunch of times, and he gets pretty agitated. It's quite honestly a little bit comical to me. Um I think he's right, though. I think this is a hardworking team. Ron Francis is right. This is a hardworking team, and that's what they drafted for. Um, so that being said, this is a team that's still going to fight to be competitive. And why does that matter? Because there's some guys that are still RFAs. There's some guys that still have to get contracts done. There's some guys that still want to fight to be on this team long-term, including my boy. You know who I'm talking about. Do you know? I know you know. Ryan Donato. Oh, you know, like, insert uh, Denzel Washington. What was that training day? Like, just the sigh of relief. 
when I realized that Ryan Donato was not, at least as of now, on the chopping block. This gives teams, and Ron Francis talked about this in that crappy audio I keep talking about. This gives teams the opportunity, um, you know, to make deals. Some of this also is about kind of hedging your bets, figuring out what players that you want to give a deal to, especially as RFAs, who you think is likely to sign versus maybe who wants to feel things out, but you have a short window of time to get value for some of those guys. So I don't, you know, it's hard to say which one of those guys he was talking about. I don't know. I have my thoughts, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm just glad that um, we're going to see Ryan Donato. I keep telling you, he loves us more than he loves you. Whoever you you is, I don't know. I don't know what problems you had. I don't know what problems you had. Minnesota, San Jose. I don't know. What, I don't know what the beef was. But we're not having it here. We like Ryan Donato. There were a few awkward scratches. Dave Haxley, you need to get your life together. Speaking of, <laughs> who was it? Um, oh, geez, why am I forgetting right now? Uh, Minnesota, no, Carolina reporter completely blanking on her name right now, but put out a tweet basically saying that even though we hardly have any D and that's going to be replenished um, or I have some other moves to talk to you about in the next segment, but that's going to be somewhat replenished, but like LOL at maybe still not seeing Hayden Flurry get minutes. Like who's the roster? The roster is no one and we still won't see Hayden Flurry, probably on defense. Um, Dave Haxtell talked a little bit about, and I'm going to get into that, what they're doing defensively. Lots of D, especially in the Charlotte system, are not available. And so um, there, there were a few signings and acquisitions uh, and call-ups that we're going to get into. But right now, I told you that this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. It remains the number one spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And, of course, it is college basketball tournament time. So you're going to want the latest odds, the latest contests, player props, all of that at your number one source for your sports betting needs. And, of course, it's not just basketball. What are we talking about? We just, we, we're talking about a trade deadline here. We got a lot of stuff coming up in the NHL. Not a lot of it has to do anything with the Seattle Kraken, but we can dream. Um, either way, you're going to want to head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts. And I also want to tell you about Built Bar. You know, I've talked about the puffs. I don't know how many times. Can you tell I've got a little bit of a sweet tooth? It's my vibe. I like savory, but I love sweet. It's like a comfort zone for me. But you got to be careful with sweet. It comes with extra calories. You don't want to get extra cavities. So you got to be careful. And that's why Built Bar is one of my favorites. High in protein. So got my athletic greens for protein in the morning. Built Bar keeps me sustained throughout the day. It's a, one of the best tasting protein bars that you're going to get. Covered in chocolate. The Puffs option gives you a protein-like puffy marshmallowy kind of consistency to your delicious protein bar, low calorie, high protein, and they will replace even your most favorite candy bar. You can do it 
go with a built bar instead 130 calories four grams of sugar four net carbs and 17 grams of protein whereas you're tapping out at about 140 calories and 30 grams of sugar if you go with a uh if you go with a traditional candy bar, instead go with mint brownie, coconut, coconut almonds, or my favorite double chocolate. Also have the white chocolate cookies and cream. That's new for this month. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's 15% off over at built.com when you use promo code LOCKED15. Happy snacking to you. Okay, excellent. We got that out of the way. Now we get to talk about some more acquisitions. Um, so, but before we do that, actually, let me just get this out of the way because I'm not really thrilled with how this audio sounds, but we got to hear from the guy himself, <laughs> the whistle. It was a little bit weak. <laughs> that was better. That was better. Love the Hunger Games. You know, Katniss Everdeen and I have the same birthday. It's coming up too, spring birthday. Check it out. It's on uh, one of the early pages of the original Hunger Games. Check it out, check it out. <laughs> It's in May. I'll just put that out there. But yeah, Katniss Everdeen, Erica Ayala have the same birthday. Two badasses. Duh. Anyway, let's go to Ronnie Francis. Um, I'm going to share this screen, get you ready with uh, with what he's got to say. Uh, as soon as I can find it. Hold on. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Ron Francis, speaking of the phone, was asked jokingly, like, how many phones were you using? And I don't think he was, like, prepared for the joke because he, um, like, he didn't bite at all. He was like, oh, we used one phone. I was like, that's, it was a joke, my dude. But anyway, <laughs> all right, here we go. Going to share this with you. Let's hear Ron Francis talk a little bit about uh, the trade deadline and, and what he was thinking here, including our guy, Ryan S. Clark. This was a few hours ago, but had a little bit of a scoop about something that indeed is official now. But let's hear the question and the response. Ryan S. Clark to Ron Francis. Hey, Ron, two-part question. The first is, hearing, is there anything possibly going on with you guys in the wild Um namely someone maybe like Victor Rask. And then the second is when you look at how this roster is built, you've talked a lot about wanting to be in the best position possible to, to get the highest pick. How do you think the way the roster is built now helps you get to that goal? No, I don't think you ever go into it thinking that you want to get the highest pick and you're doing anything you can to do that. Cause I, I think it's more important to establish your culture and your compete level each and every night. Um, you can look back on my record. We didn't do that in Carolina. And I'm not, it's not my intent to do it here. I still think we've got good pieces of good players and we can compete. Uh, on the other one, um, you know, I can't comment on that at this point. Uh, maybe at some point we can talk about it later. Ron, hey, thank you so much for your time today. Um, how do you see the business that's been done with these moves over the last week helping fit for what you hope to accomplish for this summer, both at the draft and in free agency? Yeah, no, I, I mean, um, free agency, we had cap space going in. We, st we still have cap space, so that's not an issue. Um, the challenge with free agency is waiting to see, you know, kind of who gets there. And then, um, you know, the pieces that are there, you know, you hope that they want to come play in Seattle and, and play for you. So, um, 
you know, that, that sort of plays out over the course of the summer. Um, adding the draft capital is, is kind of what I said earlier, you know, to go into trying to get some pieces, uh, you know, last summer we're looking at having to give up our first round pick or second round pick, and we don't have a lot of picks. We need to kind of sort of build that as well. But now with the draft capital we've acquired here and the nine picks in the top two rounds, 16 in the top three over the next three years, uh, that gives us more pieces to try and get in those games. If Team X is looking to trade a player, we may have the, the pieces that we can flip back to get that player to bolster our roster. So, um, you know, hopefully that's something we can do. All right. So that was Ron Francis uh, talking to the media. You heard Mike Benton with the second question. I mentioned that it was Ryan S. Clark who uh, kind of sort of maybe broke a little news because, oh, baby, Victor Rosk does indeed come over acquired from the Minnesota Wild. Um, so again, the Seattle Kraken have some work to do on the back end. Victor Rask, though, comes over. Um, this is in exchange for future considerations, and Minnesota is retaining 50, 5-0% of Rask's contract. Um, he, though, will report to Charlotte. Um, and so this is... I wanted to talk about this one because I knew that uh, our good guy, right, S. Clark, was going to ask about him. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned Victor Rusk. Um, the the piece about salary, uh, you know, working that into some of the deals. Again, giving that flexibility. You heard Ron Francis talk about didn't want to give up. They're not giving up Maddie Beneers. Uh, they're not giving up top draft picks because they don't have that many. This is not even, we're at year zero right now. Season zero, year zero. They're not giving that stuff up. They're not doing it. And they absolutely should not. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Hey, hey, what's up, Canada? We're, where in Canada are you from? How am I doing? I'm doing fantastic. We're talking about the trade deadline. We're talking about how amazing Maddie Beneers is. Um, and I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to talk more about Maddie Beneers on tomorrow's show because we have uh, NCAA Frozen Four and Michigan is, of course, the number one seed. And I am hoping to make it out to the Frozen Four to see the semifinals in route to the Natty Championship, which so many people from that Michigan team, that's why they came back. That's why they went back to school instead of going to their respective NHL clubs. So, no. Not giving up Matty Beneers, not giving up other top picks. They still have to build through the draft. But what we also heard Ron Francis say is that it's also the right time to continue to build that Seattle Kraken culture that they kept harping on. Good guys, the right kind of guys. I think that goes back to what I was saying in the last segment about there's no quit. There's no giving up on this team. They want guys that are going to still do that. Now, I'm not saying that the, the folks that are that have left did not contribute to that, especially when you're thinking of Yarn Croak Johansson. I mean, all of them, really. Geo, we're not we're not saying that they didn't do that. What we're saying is that it's important to have that core element. I would have liked a little more spice. I think Colin Blackwell brings that. I'm glad that we've got Ryan Donato, though. He can bring that as well. Hopefully, Davey uh, Haxtell will uh, – all right, Ontario and Barry. Um, hopefully, uh, our guy, Davey Haxtell, will play the guy. 
when Donato's in, or maybe he just doesn't play him every once in a while to get him worked up, you know? So then he just goes out and scores a goal or two. I don't know. It's a bold strategy there, Cotton. I don't know. Um, So we'll see. But, um, okay, we're going to wrap up this show, though. I think we mentioned just about everything here. Um, It was a wild and crazy um, free – or not free agency. We haven't gotten there yet. Excuse me. It was a wild and crazy trade deadline across the league. And if you want to know more about that, you have to head over to the Locked on Fantasy Hockey podcast because everything was wrapped up there a little bit earlier today. In a live show. We had a lot of the other hosts went live as well. And another way that you can get a really good wrap up is by watching and listening to Locked On Now, NHL edition. That's when hosts like myself and all of the experts throughout the NHL, we give you quick hits from around the league on breaking news, tragic news, trade rumors, trade deadline stuff, all that over on the Locked On Now podcast, both of those Locked On Fantasy Hockey, and of course, Locked On Now, you can find wherever you find Locked On Kraken, including on YouTube. Um, All right, folks, so we're going to, yes, this is a daily show, most of the time when I can get my life together, but yes, it's a daily Seattle Kraken podcast. I'm your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala, and when I'm not traveling the world, I will be talking about the Seattle Kraken. Tomorrow, I'm going to get into Maddie Beneers and this Michigan team. Is it destiny? Can they bring home a national championship? And what can a, the caliber of Beneers do for a, a Seattle Kraken roster that obviously is, let's maybe not say rebuild, but they certainly have to restructure for the next 19 or so games. They're going to head out to Arizona In that uh, press conference, when Ron Francis knew we were all done with him, he said, all right, thank you so much. I'm going to go take a nap as we head out on the plane. This guy has been working hard. I think it's still to be determined if we won or lost. As much as I don't like losing Blackwell in particular, we knew Gio was gone anyway. It's always tough to lose these guys, but I do think there are pieces and there are enough of the right pieces for the Seattle Kraken to be on the right trajectory. Ron Francis made it clear these moves are not about being good only five years from now, but more so knowing that next season they have to start winning games and he's not packing it up. He's not parking the bus this season either, or at least that's the expectation for everyone that does hit the ice for the Seattle Kraken. So what is the theme though of the episode? The theme of this episode, as soon as I find it though, is we shall see. We just don't know what's happening right now, folks. It's kind of been the way that the season has gone. But either way, here on our daily Seattle Kraken show, Locked on Kraken, we are going to hold fast. We are going to stay true. And we are going to say, let's go Kraken every time they hit the ice. I thank you so much. I will be back tomorrow. Again, we're going to talk about Maddie Beneers. Whoa, what an amazing women's Frozen Four we got. We also got Hillary Knight on the mic. I thought she did a fantastic job as a broadcaster. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about Kimberly Sass and the Seattle Kraken hosted her behind the front exhibition. She is an artist. She is an architect. 
and she is a goaltender. Wow, a triple threat there. What an amazing feat uh, for the Seattle Kraken, who just celebrated their Women's Empowerment Night with Black Girl Hockey Club. They invited Kim Sass and her art out to Seattle. So we've got lots to talk about. The American Legacy Truck for Black Hockey History is going to come out to Seattle. I'm hoping to make my way out there. And of course, we've got the product on the ice as these guys now come in. Uh, I didn't mention this, I don't think, but I'll mention it quickly as we close. Cole Lind up from Charlotte, and he will be with the Kraken for the remainder of the season. Look to see if there's any other players. Again, Charlotte kind of in a, in a bind right now with injuries and whatnot. Absolutely. Let's go cracking. Um, so we'll see if any of those guys make their way up. And remember, next year, they won't be Charlotte. They'll be. That was terrible. And I'm so sorry I made you listen to that. They will be the Firebirds. I went to a school where our mascot was the Phoenix. I consider myself a Phoenix because I played sports there. So I was really rooting for the Phoenix, but a Firebird and a Phoenix, they're essentially the same thing. But remember, next year we'll have our very own AHL team, and I'm very curious to see how that's going to go. So that's that's what we do here. We talk about the Kraken. We commiserate in how they just, uh, did, you know, response goals and all that stuff, and it's a little bit ridiculous, but we still love them. Hold fast. Stay true. Let's go Kraken. I'll see you tomorrow.